Hello, Hello everybody, and welcome and back to another to episode. Tales, yes, to Tales Beyond the Bench. Today we have a special guest, Mary Cindy. Yay! Um, before we start, si- Sister Cindy, what what would you prefer for us to call you, Sister Cindy? Fine. And would okay. you pronounce both of your names for me, just so I'm saying them correctly, if I want to? Yeah, okay. yeah, of course. Use your name. Um, my name is Raffaella. Okay. And just... my name, my name is Niasha. Niasha. Yeah, okay. Niasha. Yeah. Okay. And we're we're so happy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for coming. Um. We wanted to start off by just having you like introduce yourself a little bit to the people who might not know you. Hello, I'm Sister Cindy, and I have been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ on the college campuses for four and a half decades, along with my husband, Brother Jed, who's done it almost five decades, a little longer than me. And um, so your mothers, or possibly even a grandmother, might know us. But most recently, I became an influencer on TikTok. It was sort of an accident, but I believe it was God. Um, Mm -hmm. Students just really started posting my videos and watching them for various reasons. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so we've always had pretty good crowds on campuses, but now we are drawing bigger crowds, which is nice. I get to share the message of faith in Jesus Christ with more people. That's amazing. Um, so have you, wait, so have you ever been to, we live in Vermont. Have you ever been to UVM to share the gospel? I have been, but I think it's been over 20 years, maybe closer to 30 years. Uh, We don't travel in the New England states as much. We really would, we need to make a trip out there. But then with all that's going on with the COVID and the restrictions, and because it's unchartered territory, even though we've been there, it's kind of unchartered because we haven't been there in a long time. Mm-hmm. We just decided to stick with the Midwest for the fall. And but, where are you guys from, if you don't mind me asking? No, we are from Terre Haute, Indiana. It's right on the Illinois border, southern Indiana. Now, I'm originally from South Georgia and North Florida, and I attended the University of Florida, which is where I heard my husband, Brother Jed, preach. Wow. Oh. So, could you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jesus before you um, found Jesus and before you heard um, Brother Jed, you said? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was not raised in a Christian home, but my grandparents had taken me to church. So I knew enough of the Bible. I knew the basic gospel message. And I knew when I was in college, I was not living. I was 
in trouble, but I was an agnostic and I didn't, you know, I was very skeptical about the Bible, thought of it as a bunch of myths. So basically I was living for myself. And um, as I say, out on campus, I was a hoe. Mm. All right. Um, so we have a question for like the younger generation. I don't know if you, I don't, I didn't like tell you, I'm actually Christian. I believe in the Bible and everything. Um, what do you want the young people like our generation to hear from you and like learn? What do you want us to really take in from what you're preaching? Um, well, I do feel like many in the younger generation are looking for something more. They see that the establishment hoes, as I call them, are not very happy. They're n they don't have peace. And they have um, tried the party animal lifestyle, the hoe lifestyle, and it is not giving them peace and joy. So I think many are open to hearing about more. And that's why the Honomo slogan, if you will, has captivated so many. And there really is indeed a Honomo revolution going on. Mm -hmm. Students, young people are messaging me every day and saying, I've decided to be a Honomo. Mm -hmm. And if they're from a Christian background or had any kind of knowledge of the Bible, they understand that means a commitment to Jesus. But when they write me, then we continue the discussion and I invite them to a Bible study. I encourage them to go to a local church. Mm -hmm. But yes, I feel like... Um, even though the majority of young people are agnostic and many of them have had poor upbringing, I believe that the parenting of the most current generation has been horrible. So um, if for the parents listening um, to this podcast, what would you say to them and what would you suggest they do better? Yeah. Well, you need to get in your kid's face with the Holy Bible. Now, the first thing you need to do, though, is get your own life right. If your own life is not right and you're not really living for Jesus, then your children are not going to pay any attention to what you say. So mm -hmm. get out of your own life. Really commit your life to the Lord. And then start a Bible study with your children. Now, I'm not saying if you've got rebellious children that you haven't lived it right because everybody has their choice to make. But there are many parents, even some that name the name of Christ, that have not really lived the life and they have not provided the best home environment for their children. But there's always hope. You know, you can get it right. You can admit to your kids, I haven't done this right, but let would you forgive me? Let's start over. Um, so that's my message for the parents. But with the children the young, or the young people, young adults that are listening, you cannot use your parents 
or your anger towards your parents as an excuse to rebel against God and be angry with God. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so your slogan, I guess, ho no mo, can you like explain where that came from and why you chose to use like ho, which is usually referred to as like a um, like slut shaming type of word? Um, why you chose that for your slogan? Well, actually, the slogan was not original with me. I need to credit another preacher. His name is Brother Micah. Um, he's no longer preaching on the campuses, but he and his wife are very godly people, and they originated the Honomo. But my husband and I, we put it on these little signs, and we really liked it because it's humorous. And you know, when you tell people that their lifestyle is wrong, they're immediately going to get defensive. But when you add some humor, even though they feel a little defensive, it softens their heart a little and mm-hmm. gives that comic release, so so to speak. And so it's actually, I had been using this slogan for years, but it's actually the young people on TikTok that used it over and over after hearing me or posted my videos of me saying it that made it so popular. Yeah. One reason it appeals to the youth is it offers them hope. Some of them do feel like they've gone too far. They are just, you know, the devil will tell people you've gone too far. You can't change. There is no for you. And Honomo offers hope. You know, mm-hmm. anybody changed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um. So we have like a couple of questions about like controversial issues going on in the world today. Um. What is your um opinion or sort of like depiction on abortion? If you don't mind me asking. And also, asking. if you don't feel comfortable with any of these questions, just let us know and we can move on to yeah. the next one. Sure. Um, I do believe that abortion is taking a human life. It is murder. So I think that so women see it as an easy way out. There's a lot of shame associated with getting pregnant, especially if it's in a Christian home or a good home. There's the shame with telling your parents. There's the shame with um, your parents being embarrassed about it. And actually, I had it um, with, in my own family, I had five daughters. But I am so thankful, my two daughters, that they did get pregnant out of wedlock, that they chose to give birth and they never ever considered murdering my grandchild. I'm just so thankful. So why why do you think that it's murder? Like, can you tell me the uh, your reasons behind that? Point of conception. There is a human life when the seed meets the egg, and um, there 
until recently, all science agreed with that, and there is no credible scientific evidence to the view that it's of just a glob of tissue or just a parasite. All that child needs is nutrition and growth. It's a human being. But, um, oh, sorry, Nancy. It's the people that are pro-choice. Their sympathy is toward the woman who is in this horrific situation, or at least it feels horrific. But carrying that baby for nine months and giving it up for adoption or deciding to be a mom, whichever you want, is a much easier path having to carry the rest of your life, wondering what your child looked like, what your child done in life. It's adult. And often young women are pressured into the abortion. So so when you say when you say um like they would put it up for adoption if they didn't want to keep it, what about like all of the kids who are in the adoption system right now and in foster care? What are like your thoughts on that? Because yeah, that's a, a bad situation. Um, but the foster system is basic. Foster parents are like any other parents in the world. There are there are excellent parents, there are bad parents, and there are horrible parents. Yeah. So that's a reality with any kind of system. I personally had three grandchildren that were adopted, and they, my uh, daughter and her husband were foster parents. My grandson um, was very abused in some of the foster homes that he was in before. And the mother, the biological mother of the three grandchildren, they're all biological siblings, she actually was willing to give them up to get them out of the foster system. But there are really good foster parents, you know, like my children. So there's no guarantees in life. There are going to be horrible parents. There are going to be horrible foster parents. But there are many, many individuals throughout history that have gotten a horrible start that did wonderful things in the world. And I think that's awesome that they've taken these kids and brought them into their life, even though they're you know, not their kids. And I also, I saw one of your TikToks when I think it was your granddaughter's uh, birthday and it was like a presidential like theme. I thought that was really cool. Yes. The kids that are adopted, you can see them on my Facebook, but I haven't put them on TikTok because their mom's not on TikTok. It's nothing to do with their adopted, but Mm -hmm. she just likes to be able to monitor (laughs) where you know, where her kids' pictures are. And, you know, there are the biological parents, which we're on good terms with the mom and have an open adoption, but still she's unfortunately on the drugs. So there has to be some protection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so are your... your My oldest granddaughter, she is biological 
you know, but it doesn't matter. And, you know, like you say, you think you respect us like my daughter for doing that. But actually, we count it a privilege to have those children. They, mm -hmm. they are such a blessing. And it takes no effort to love them. I love them at first sight. I love them as much as any biological child. And mm -hmm. they needed me more. So in some ways, I have a stronger bond than with some of my other grandchildren, even though I try my best to love them all the same. Mm -hmm. So do you take your philosophies on abortion from the Bible directly? Like, is that where you get your... Um, information on that subject yes the bible talks about in the psalms i forget which one it is now if one of you remember it's that god knew us in the womb also in jeremiah it says that god knew him in the womb and god forms us in the womb and god even makes plans for us when we're in the womb and then of course the classic story of Jesus and John is and Mary the mother of Jesus was expecting and Elizabeth was expecting John the Baptist and when Mary came up John leaped the baby actually leaped in the womb so it even in the womb he was sensitive to the spirit of God and knew that something was going on mm -hmm. So, life, the Bible makes it clear that life begins in the womb. Okay. Um, is it okay if I share, like, my opinions on abortion? Are you okay with that? Oh, sure. Um, I'm actually... Is this I, Yasha or Raffaella? Oh, this is Raffaella. Okay, sure. Um, I'm actually pro-choice for many reasons, like... I believe that even if we do stop abortions, there's still going to be women who do back alley abortions, and that's never safe. And I used to be like confused and like on both sides, but I believe that like God has like a plan for us. Like, of course, no one wants to go get an abortion. Abortion is not like something that is like a joke. It's it's a very serious thing, and I believe that if if that's what the woman wants to do, then that's her choice. And of course she's going to have to live with like, you know, but like, if that's the ultimate decision, I think that uh, we should, we like as Christians should like guide her, like, and help her out. Like we need and respect to, her choice. Yeah. Respect her choice. But I also respect the pro-life um, mm -hmm. like philosophy. I see where you guys are coming from. I like at first I used to be like confused, you know, the pro-life philosophy, but now like I understand and I respect what you believe. I, I, it's, it's valid. Like what you believe is very valid, but. I say, well, you're, um, you're in charge of the interview, but I was curious since you're giving your opinion, do you, like you say, you know, comfort and counsel the woman do you think in that counseling it is okay to discourage the abortion or like say you might regret this the rest mm -hmm. of your life? Many people do. I mean, 
I feel um, yes and no. You have and say like the truth and because you have to say like the complications and stuff. So yes, mm-hmm. the consequences. Um, I I'll also tell my opinion on it. I'm very much pro-choice. Um, I don't think any part of me is pro-life, to be honest. I think that the baby, it's it's 100% the woman's choice and what they're going to do with their body. And I don't think that anyone has a right to decide what people do with their body. That's like a non-negotiable thing. Um, I think that it's awful that people that like there's people standing outside of abortion clinics saying like you're gonna go to hell and making these women like feel awful about themselves when like Raffaella said abortion isn't something that's easy to do no one's excited to get an abortion no one's like yay it's time for my abortion no one's thinking that but you have to do what you have to do in whatever situation they're in and they're obviously thinking it through before they're doing it and people telling them that they're gonna go to hell is not helpful at all I think that they people should I think that before they have the abortion the doctors tell them how they like tell them about the grief afterwards they tell them about side effects they tell them about all that so I don't think it's um like the Christian's jobs to give them that kind of counseling if a person if they come up to like if they come out after the fact and they're like like help me develop my relationship with God that's a different thing but I think that they people just need to respect their decisions and let them be. Let them do what they need to do with their body. Mm-hmm. Um, Sister Cindy, um, what do you think about like people saying like you're gonna go to hell, like being gay, you're gonna go to hell? Like I feel as Christians, we shouldn't be saying that. Like it's it's so hypocritical because who are you to say you're gonna like? What about you saying you're going to go to hell? What do you think about that? Well, that's a good question. The Bible actually, throughout the New Testament, gives lists of sins that if you commit these sins, you will not enter the kingdom of God. First mm-hmm. Corinthians 6, 9 and 10 says, Be not deceived, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor idolaters shall inherit the kingdom of God. So, and that's just one incomplete list. You know, we could go on with Bible references. So there are these Bible references, and it's our duty as loving Christians, to let people know this is what the Bible says. If you're doing these things, you're not going to heaven when you die. You have to repent of those sins and follow Jesus. So okay. you, so um, just a question, like, would you, because in that you said something about um, uh, abusers. So would you put abusers and people who are attracted to their same sex or whoever they're attracted to, you'd put those in the same category? That is a reference to acts of sodomy, yes. So and, yes. You know, on the in modern translations, there is the word homosexual. Often now on campus, students will bring up, oh, the word homosexual wasn't 
in the Bible until the 40s. And it's true. I personally believe that homosexuality is a social construct. There are people are either born male or female. And it's like you, I think, said, Niasha, it's your choice what you do with your body. Like mm -hmm. a woman's choice to have an abortion or not. It's, you know, everybody's choice what they want to do with their body. But the fact that the word homosexual was not in the English language does not discredit the scriptures that teach that acts of sodomy. But then how could um, like it just become a thing in the 40s? Like if, if the Bible was already created, how could they just add a new like amendment, I guess, to oh, it? Become a thing in the 40s that effeminate or abusers of themselves with mankind that the word homosexual was coined in the late um, 19th century I think so then a modern translation just stuck that word homosexual in there for abusers of themselves with mankind the principle was already there the principle wasn't added it wasn't added later. Hmm. I'm going to be very vulnerable right now and share something. I'm pretty sure you know this, but I am bisexual. I like, I have attraction to women and like my whole life has been like hard. I, I, I know like my family, I like already knows they're okay with that, but like, I still feel like, I have, like, a strong relationship with God. Like, I mean, if I'm, I'm I don't want to go to hell. Like, that's what, like, I've, like, I've never actually, like, come out, which I think, like, you can do that if you want to. But I feel like I don't need to come out. I can do whatever I want. But basically, I, like, I don't want to go to hell. But I know, like, this is not a choice. Like, I, like, I feel like if, no gay person would choose to be gay if they knew people would be, like, you know, slandering them and stuff. So, like, what do you think about that? Well, people choose to do bad things all the time that they know could bring bad consequences. But mm -hmm. because you're attracted to something, it does not mean that you should do it. I mm -hmm. mean, a lot of people attracted to are drawn that want to do things that are illegal or very inappropriate or harmful to themselves or others. So just because you have that attraction, I mean, temptation comes up. We all are tempted by things. Um, and some people are more tempted by one thing than the other. So just because you have that temptation, it does not mean you're born gay or born bisexual. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have been um, having gay sex since the beginning of time. It's not like it's some new thing. But they just didn't necessarily um, classify themselves as gay. But mm -hmm. they, like, 
doing it. But the Bible says sex is for married people. Sex is a very sacred thing. And God ordained the family. The man should leave his father and mother and cleave to her, and they become one flesh. And then you enjoy this beautiful, very sacred sexual relationship. It's a lot of fun. You know, God made it. But it's supposed to be special, not some recreational activity. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to be as, like, respectful as possible here. Um, I, I don't, sorry, what? You both are being very respectful. I see you as very thoughtful young ladies. It's your podcast. Go ahead and give your opinion. (laughs) So I just, I don't know. I, I, I just don't agree with like anything that was just said. I think that if you are homosexual, that is something that you're, it's not something that you choose. It's not some temptation that is like, it, that you just decide you want to be like different from all the others and you want to be attracted to whoever you're attracted to no it's how you're born and I think that why why was it cho- why who said that it was like a girl a, a man and a female had had to be together why was that the first thing that was said because that first of all doesn't make sense why can't a woman and a woman be together like I don't understand the um what is the worst that can happen? Like, why Why is that not okay to happen if they're living their lives and not affecting you guys? Second off, um, I think that sex before marriage is fine. It shouldn't be something that you're going to be going to hell for because, again, it's what you're doing with your life that is affecting you. I think that the amount of things that the Bible says is going to send you to hell is uncomfortably high. And it's just, it's very, it's very, um, what's the word? What is the word? Like arrow. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Jesus said straight, straight is the path and narrow is the gate. But I I don't choose to have same sex attraction. And also there are people who their parents like, shun them out they totally like drop them they kick them out and they say you can't be gay um i don't know if you i like recommend you watching this movie called boy raced i think it's a great movie for like parents who are like homophobic and stuff because i do not choose i would not choose to be insulted and stuff the women are very pretty i'm sorry but like (laughs) tell your truth (laughs) yeah well i don't i just want to make it clear that my ministry is not to quote protest gays and the main um you know i don't spend a lot of time talking about gay sex um yes the students like to come out like lesbians and kiss in front of me and put it on TikTok. That's a thing to do. But I don't, I believe the Bible is true. If you don't, you have a different worldview. 
But I believe the Bible. It makes sense to me. And that is what I am preaching. That, you know, all sex outside of marriage is sin. And God made Adam. And then he made Eve, particularly for Adam. It was a plan, a part of God's plan. That's what the Bible teaches. Jesus confirmed that. And I believe it, but you don't have to believe it. Um, You know, students don't have to believe it. And I'm not, I don't consider myself a gay basher or a gay hater. Um, I hate sin of all forms, but I am not trying to point out any particular group of people. And usually it's someone else that brings up the gay issue. Yeah, yeah. we just want to get your opinions on these things. And this is totally your beliefs. We are just saying we respectively disagree. Sure. Um, So one more thing. Do you think like it, the the list, the long list of sins turns away potential like Christians because I think that I would I'm I'm I would consider myself to be religious somewhat religious um but what the one thing that really turns me away from that is the list of sins and how being having sex before marriage is a sin and being gay is a sin and like getting an abortion is a sin those things I they don't I don't agree with them at all and I think that turns away me from Christianity and so I think it definitely turns around other young people from Christianity so what are your thoughts on that like what do you suggest yeah I think that turns away young and old people I mean most old people are not Christians either (laughs) they like their sins too Um, so uh, but Jesus's first message was repent and believe the gospel And we are called to repent of our sins and follow him. Now, you've got to consider why why is there this long list of don'ts, you know, in the Bible? Is God some tyrant that doesn't want us to have any fun? Maybe that's what it seems like. Or is God a good God who says, this is how you can be happy and have joy? Avoid these things and your life will be happy and you'll have peace and joy. So you're, you're saying this just kind of relates back to the saying, ho, no, mo. If they are doing these sins and they're going to hell and they're not getting into heaven, how, how is there a way they can turn this around? Like the people who are in your words, hoes? Yes. It say how, Being a hoe is not just about sex. In the Bible, we find the word whore and whore. And sometimes it means sex, but sometimes it means idolatry or basically being a spiritual hoe. So you there are a lot of people who are smart enough not to do sex because they realize it's risky behavior. They could be virgins just for intelligent reasons. But virgins can go to hell too. 
virgins can be separated from God too. Because any kind of sin, if you're committing any kind of sin or putting anything before God, you are a spiritual hoe. So to become a hoe no mo, you have to see your sins. You have to see that your sins are you, others, and God. And you have to turn from those sins and follow Jesus. So if you turn from those sins, you can get into heaven, is what you're saying. Yeah, Jesus said you must be born again. So you get born of the Spirit. And once you truly get born again, you don't want to do all those things anymore. There could be temptations here and there. But you see that there's a better path, the life of freedom from sin. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, sorry. When you're young, it seems like fun, but sin will take you further than you plan to go, keep you longer than you plan to stay, and make you pay much more than you plan to pay. Okay. Okay. So, um, controversial issue, then we'll move on to, like, uh, your life and stuff. Um. Another controversial issue, this has been going on for years and decades, racism. What do you say about those Christians who depict the Bible in a racist way? And I've heard some Christians be like, um, if you're white, you're going to heaven. And they think that you have to be white to only believe in God, which is obviously false. What do you say about that? Well, I know a lot of Christians and all over the country. I've been traveling for four decades. I have a lot of friends. I've stayed in a lot of homes, had long conversations. Um, Most of them are white, not all of them, of course. But um, I have never met anybody that believed only white people are going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And the Bible clearly teaches there's neither Jew nor Gentile, which would cover the race issue. You know, basically in the New Testament, you were either a Jew or a non-Jew, um, regardless of skin color. But there's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave or free, male or female. We're all the same. And it says God made every person of one blood. Everybody came from Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve had to have in their bodies the DNA or the genes for every um, race. So so my question is, can you see how the Bible gets interpreted differently? Because back way like not even way back when but like back um, when slavery was a big thing in the United States um, they were thinking they were they were taking this from the Bible and they weren't thinking that women and men were equal I mean in fact like the until like 19 like 50s women haven't been women still aren't equal in our country but like women and people of color are not treated equally and these Christians who are saying that this is like their Bible that is saying is saying this. Do you see how it can get interpreted differently by different people? Sure. But the other side of that coin is it was Christians who also spoke out against slavery in our country. 
and mm-hmm. fought it and said it was unbiblical. But so you had the Christians that were state. saying it was biblical and the Christians that were saying it was unbiblical. Sister Cindy, are you familiar with Billy Graham? Yes. Um, I remember, when was this? A couple weeks ago, I was watching one of his old, like, uh, preachings and he was talking about like racism and how like it's not okay and stuff so wouldn't that be the same thing with like homosexuality and um like other things that were all one at the end of the day we have the same blood so we all need to be treated with kindness if someone is born gay it would not be a sin god cannot (laughs) see we are born a certain race yeah. of a certain skin color. It is not a choice. So there cannot, there's no morality in whatever your race or skin color may be or even who your parents are. But if being gay is a choice, then it's a sin. But so, if it's not a choice, which it isn't, choice. If, so if it, it's not, if, then it, what? if people are born gay, it would not be a sin. So then it's not a sin. I, I put homosexuality in the same um, category. You're comparing as race. You're comparing apples and oranges. So, do you hate me because I'm attracted to a woman? No, I don't hate anybody. I do, you think, do you think that if I got an abortion, I'd be going to hell? Well, anyone who has sin in their heart and is not living in a loving relationship with Jesus Christ is headed for hell. So, okay. you have to get the abortion to be headed for hell. Okay. Oh. Um, I think we should be done with the controversial topic. You two topic. are really a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we want to know um, your hopes for the future. Um, like, would you like your grandchildren preaching this? Do you already have children or anyone else preaching the gospel? Or is it just you and your husband right now? Could I say one more thing about the race issue? Yeah, yes. of course. Yes. I feel like there is way too much emphasis on race in this country. I'm from South Georgia. I still go there a lot. And I know I personally have had a lot of friendships with Black people. And a lot of just interaction. I do not see the racism I do not see it and I'm I'm not saying it's not there but I do not think it's as bad as people are trying to make it Rafi do you mind if I say Um, something I was going to say something but you can say something hold on and I do feel like that you know a lot of young African Americans and Hispanics are are told you're victims, you're victims, you're victims. And where where you can, can you go in life believing you're a victim? 
you've got to believe you're victorious, that you can do whatever you put your mind to, and no racist can stop you. But isn't that being colorblind? Because critical race theory is real, and it's played by day to day. Like, there's been tons of racist incidents that has happened in my family. In fact, I think racism is alive and active. Like, I don't believe we should be telling our, like, let's say I had um, an African-American son and I tell him, oh, when you get, like, I don't tell him what to do when you get pulled over by a police officer. He's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I believe critical race theory and racism is very active and alive today. So I'm going to have to disagree with that. Well, I'm not saying to be colorblind. I mean, I think we can respect, I mean, the most segregated place in the world is the African-American church. (laughs) And I know a lot of predominantly white churches that would like to have more African-Americans. But your average African-American is not interested in going to a white church. They they like their form of worship, which is somewhat different. And Have you been to, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I go to like a predominantly like white church, but black churches and African-American churches, I feel like are more fun. Like they, they're more involved. They're more with their music. Yeah. They're more like, you know, hip, hip, let's go, let's go. And I yeah. feel like, you know, white churches, they're, they're not going to lie, like lacking Boring. some of that. <laughs> I know. So I'm just, yes, I've been to lots of African-American services. Are you familiar with uh, Kirk Franklin? No. Uh, Kirk Franklin is a preacher. He's a singer. He's a singer. I recommend you go listen to his music because it's really good. It's very good. You can say what you want to say. Sorry. Okay. So um, this, like, what you just said, um, respectfully like really just shows the white privilege that you have and I don't know if you're aware of this I don't know how you could be I guess but Raphael and I are both black women and the the having hearing like hearing you say that racism isn't really as big as people are making it out to be is just so like like gross to me I guess it it really like it makes my skin crawl because it shows the white privilege that you have the like way that you don't have to think about if cops are gonna like shoot you the next with your next move if you you don't have to think about walking into a classroom and only being the only being the only person of color and then being targeted as that only person of color you don't have to think about um going into stores and being watched because they think you're gonna steal something that is racism right there. That is racism. And you don't have to experience that because you are white. So I don't think you have yeah. a place. I don't think you have a place to say that racism is overhyped or whatever. Racism, if anything, if anything, is underhyped. And there's there's more racism going on than people are making it out to be. And it's just it's it's gross to me that that was said. Well, we're all born with certain privileges, you know, I was... So, what do you think the privileges people have are? Because I don't think... 
Well, you have you, Raffaella and Niasha, you have these amazing minds. You're open-minded, you're thinkers, you're intelligent. And so you can outdo most white white privileged people or any kind of privileged people. But you see, that's the problem. Don't like have white privilege and it's 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 not okay and they deal with white people are born with advantages in life yeah but you you are born with some advantages don't you say yes we we agree with that statement but what we're trying to say is that white people are born with more advantages than black people and then eventually going down the chain it ends up causing racism because white people, for example, let me just, during school, right, we learn about, for black history, we learn in school about slavery, we learn about all the struggles that they went through, all the hardship. For white people, we learn about how they fought for us, they did all this fun stuff, they're like now presidents, they're engineers, they're doing all this stuff. We don't learn anything about black success in school, and we're not the only school that doesn't learn about black success then taking that black success going down the chain when our when the people in our classes who are not learning about black success end up being CEOs or being bosses and they're hiring a black person they're going to remember that in the back subconsciously they are going to remember that they never learned anything about black successes which mm-hmm. makes it so that black people are thought of as lesser than mhm what school are you all going to? We can't we can't say that, but we go to a high school in Vermont. Yeah. Both high schoolers? Yeah. Yeah. Juniors. Oh yeah, in Vermont. Yeah. Are you seniors? No. Oh no, we're juniors. Juniors. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I I just wish that this is Oh, sorry, you talk. Sorry. Sorry. This is the thing when, you know, you remember ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, that was the big thing that didn't get passed when I was um, a college student. And I did more like you ladies when I was in college. And I was a reporter for the newspaper. And there was this sign on the wall that said, um, women have to work twice as hard as a man to be half as good. But luckily, that's not very hard. In other words, most people out there are do-nothings. I don't care what their race is. They're playing their video games. They're looking at their porn. They're living in their parents' basement. They're living to party. They're not thinkers. They're not workers. I, by they, I mean all races, all people in general. So all you young ladies have to do is set your mind to work your hardest with God's help. But that's and the problem when society is against us. Society is not against you. I think that's that's not true. I'm not against you. But there are people I don't know who are racist. White people that would be against you too. 
and you can overcome whoever is. Yes, there are some racists out there, but usually they're losers. People that are hateful and bitter against another race are not generally going to succeed in life. Okay. Hate, bitterness destroys you. I think that I'm just going to have say one more thing, and then I think we should move on, because um, I don't think we're going to agree on this topic, but saying that people are, who are like hateful and bitter are losers, um, if I'm not mistaken, are you not hateful towards homo- like um, people who are homosexual? No, I love bitter. homosexuals. I am not bitter at all. If, but you but you call them but you call them sinners. So that it, in my opinion it just seems hateful. I believe it's self-destructive behavior. But if you want to do that it's your choice. Okay. So um, sister one more thing about that then we can move on. Sister Cindy, um let's say uh you you make it to heaven and you see two women who are married to each other, happily married to each other. You make it to heaven, you see two homosexual women that you say, what What, what are you going to think now? Like, what are you going to say? <laughs> well, I'll say welcome. <laughs> That's would, it? Your, would your opinions change? Well, sure. Whatever God wants, it's fine with me. All right. Okay. Um, I think I, to wrap it all up, um, uh, I think we're just going to talk about your hopes for the future for like your um, grandchildren, your kids, or just hopes in general for the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that they will all love and obey the Lord Jesus. That's what I want for my grandchildren. And I spend a lot of time on the campuses But during the summer and during the holiday breaks, I really focus on pouring myself into my grandchildren because I don't want to win the world to Christ and not be an influence on my grandchildren. So they're very important to me. All right. Uh, Do you have any questions for us? Because we've been asking you questions. Do you have any questions for us? Well, um. No, I really enjoyed um, meeting you and doing the interview. And I think you both are going to go far in life. And we thank Thank you you for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. I know it's been like a hassle, like getting you on, but thank you so much. Have you again. Okay, that would be great. God bless you both. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was really trying to be I was really trying to be respectful. I really yeah, was. I was really, I think I handled I was that really pretty well. Do you what? think I I think I handled that pretty well because I didn't go off like I usually do. And I think I, Rafi, I, I just want to take a moment to say I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Like you were very vulnerable and I like I'm just so proud of you for that. Thank you. Um, that was um thank you too for going off because there's some contradictory stuff you know 
Yeah, I just it. Yeah, it's. Mm, I I mean I'm I'm very happy. I love I love hearing other people's opinions. Yeah, and she did. She definitely made me think about things. Do I agree with her? No, but um, that's her opinion, and we have it's to. It's her opinion, that, and I yeah. respect that. Yeah, I respect that. I think and I thought that we had good conversations. I think um how like her family dynamic is i actually i like i love that like how you know her grandchildren oh yeah me too i disagree on some of her topics but i mean and there's no chance that one of her grandchildren isn't gay like i'm calling it here and now one of them is gonna rebel (laughs) like actually it's not rebelling no 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 because not not being gay not being gay but like one of them is going to rebel yeah like Cause, cause she was talking about like put like to parents. She was like, put the Bible in their face. I was like, mm, I don't yeah. think that's gonna work. Have you seen um, Boy Erased, the movie I was talking about? No, I haven't. You need. You should come over and watch it. It's really good. Okay. I just disagree with her about the racism thing. I think that's yeah. like dangerous that people that are. like disgusted me. And the homosexuality thing when I said in heaven, like what? Did, like she didn't really answer that. She did not. That's how it's gonna be. I mean, I respect her opinion on abortion. And yeah, if she, what she's we, we really do appreciate her coming on. Yeah, and we love hearing other people's opinions. So if you yeah. guys have, if you guys some have have some different opinions from us, email us at talesbeyondthebench at gmail Let us know you want to be on the pod, and we would love to have you on. Um, I think this was a successful episode. Yeah, you guys enjoyed, and we will see you when we see you. Thank you, guys. Bye.